Blog Talk Radio. Sound check. Sound check. Sound check. Testing one, two, three. Sound check. Sound check. Sound check. Testing one, two, three. Amen. We're getting ready to start our streaming session. Okay. Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. I'm going to be doing some teaching on healthy living seaweed. Roasted seaweed. Tastes very good. 20 calories. All right. In times of trouble, what do you do as a Christian? In times of trouble, and we have some serious troubles. Hmm. Uh, I'm an American, and uh, I don't like to go this route. But we're going to be in a lot of trouble if Mr. Donald J. Trump get back in office. I'm calling for a fast for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to keep him out of office until January 2024. I'll be fasting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, putting down every demonic spirit of lying, political spirits. I'll be pulling them down. I'll be praying for the peace of Jerusalem, Psalms 122, verse 6. Come join me. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for three-day fast to pull down the political strongholds in America, this division in America, this racism in America. And you know what? It's Christian. It's American Christians who's acting stupid like this over here. I told all of you three weeks that Tim Scott wasn't going to be no president. He was wasting a lot of time. Larry Elder, he gone. You see, these men can't be themselves around Republican constituencies because they are not they're African American, and to not say the true things about your culture, but yet running for president, I don't think so. But we have a rebellious nation that we're living in, and if we don't come up against this through prayer and through fasting, America would be messed up if now Trump get back in office. Why is it that born-again Christians, spirit-filled, I know one named James Jones, Christian, he told me he he a Christian. He had Confederate two soldiers on the wall. He said that was this historical souvenir. A Christian, tongue-talking, spirit-filled, born-again Christian, and he has two Confederate soldiers on the wall. Now, how that looked? To an African American, you invite them to their place, and you see that on the wall. Hmm? See, this is the problem with America. Two types of Christians here. You got church-going Christians that ain't no Christian, hmm. and you got Christians that fight the fight. Christians, I'm talking about today. What do you do? When troubles hit you, I'm going to give you a testimony, and then I'm going to pray, and we're going to get into this. I have been going without water. I've had three busts, three of my pipes to bust in my house outside. I've repaired them three times. This is the fourth one. And the Lord, through this trial, I have to raise money for the internet radio, I don't take it person when don't nobody give because I'm not looking for the human. I'm looking for the God to move on the heart of the human. 
And when we're in times of trouble, we have to apply everything that we know in the Bible. Everything. We got to apply everything to stand because the word of God will be challenged. And the word of God works only with your faith. And I talk to people all the time, and people always complain to me. I don't never hear them say, I'm going to stand. I'm going to go through this. I'm always hearing somebody want to throw in the towel and quit. Quit on you. So why would you quit on him? What will you do when evil comes upon you? Times of trouble could be tribulations from the Lord. It could also be you sowing what you weeped. So you're going to have to ask the Lord what, what kind of troubles that you're going through. Many people like to say that they're going through troubles and tribulations and suffering for righteousness when they don't even know the Bible. You can't suffer for something if you don't know anything about. And some troubles are just demonic troubles and some troubles are just natural things that just happen in everyday life. Things bust. You know, the Lord told me to wait. I've been without water for two months. I just left the gym to take a exercise and take a shower. And I go outside and turn the water on and flood my bathtub with water. And I use that to, to come on. I'm a man. I can go outside. You know, I'm a soldier. I, I know what to do. Dig a hole. And I am not even worried about it because the Lord told me to wait. And I shared that with a brother. And he was looking and said, oh, man, you're going through that? All I got to do is go to the book of Job. <laughs> and Job went through that. I go through this. And because I waited, the brother in the Lord called me. He came over here last week. He said, I have not forgotten. I've been knowing him for 20 years. And he's a good friend of mine. And I know him. And he said, I'm going to take care of your boss, man. And he's going to come. He's busy. I can wait. See, when we don't wait and allow God to work out our circumstances, this is what gets us in trouble. Because we start bouncing into the flesh. We start wanting to do things that try to make our lives better when we can't do nothing without Christ. Because he said, without me, you can do nothing. And this is how the devil pulls us into um, moving away from God. So what did Job do when he went through hard times? He stood. We are going to go through t uh, problems. The Bible says that. But it's how you handle it and what you do when you're dealing with this. And if the foundation is not on Christ, <laughs> Oh, boy, you ain't going to make it. The Bible speaks of the trials of our faith. Yeah, God tries our faith. Now, if we don't believe, <laughs> ain't nothing going to happen. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And if you don't hear the word of God, when trials and tribulations come at you, you go in the flesh. You get angry. You get frustrated. 
And this is how the devil sets us up. You forget about God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. And who doing good hidden all that were oppressed of the devil. Father, use me as your oracle and allow the power of God to penetrate the hearer so that they can be blessed in times of trouble, in times of good times, bad times, that you will be with them and that you will always be with us. Let the hearer receive some faith tonight, Lord. Let the hearer embrace itself for victory through you, whose wings we come to trust, Ruth 2.12. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In First Peter, chapter 1, verse 3, the word says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, abundant mercy, do you realize that you have abundant mercy? Why don't you give other people mercy? Because hmm. you ain't the you don't you don't have the mind of Christ. That's why. And I'm noticing most Christians are very carnal. Penality will destroy you in times of trouble. Had begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though, for a season. Now, here's what I want to talk about. What are you doing in times of trouble? 97.88 Christians that I have read this to, and they, I tell them to read it, never rejoice and said, praise the Lord, when they read that scripture to me. Wherein ye greatly rejoice through now for a season. But let me say this, if you're a carnal Christian, you cannot rejoice because you have not allowed God to develop you. You refuse to read the word of God. You are lazy spiritually. And you become carnal. And then when you become carnal, <laughs> you definitely don't have nothing to fight against when it comes to the attack of the enemy. And he will attack us. Who is he? The thief who wished to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10. And it is Satan that uses people it is satan that uses everything in the world to try to stop you from believing god to try to get you to analyze god and definitely try to get you not to trust him and if you're carnal this ain't gonna work for you first Corinthians 3 1 and brethren i could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. So I, I can't talk to some of you right now because you're not you're not spiritual, you're carnal. And that means that you don't read the Bible. Uh not here to judge nobody because I got my own sin. You don't study the word. You don't pray in the spirit. You don't cast your care on him. First Peter five seven says cast all your care. 
But see, if you're carnal, you can't do that. You won't be able to do that. Impossible. In First Corinthians three one, and our brother and our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as to babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk, and not with meat. For hitherto ye are not able to bear it, neither. Yet now are ye able. For you are carnal. See, when you ain't, can't eat meat, when you eat meat, that means you're going through trials and tribulations. And I know Christians, people have been Christians 40, 50, 60, and 70 years and haven't applied anything to the Bible in their life. At least I get some things right. I ain't got them all, all right. But I got some. I don't get into I stay out of folks' business. Make an operation, need a quiet life, attend your own business, first essence four eleven. I don't care what people do, how they do it. I I don't care. I'm trying to get to heaven. And when you're carnal, for whether that's among you envy, strife, divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? See, when you carnal, you are going to do everything in the flesh about your situation. Everything. And when you don't have the meat, you're going to get wiped out when the trial comes. In First Peter chapter 2, 1, wherein, wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and envy and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. You cannot taste the Lord's gracious if you're carnal. This is why a lot of Christians cannot go through a trial. They're carnal. They get upset. They get mad at God. They stop praying. And now you're setting up yourself for some serious problems. <laughs> and that's all the devil wants. And then he, he comes. And because you don't know the word of God, you fall, and you don't know how to get up because you don't know the word, and then worry and come on you, you don't know how to trust God. See, when you don't read the word and feed yourself, you cannot prepare in time of the storms. We don't know when a hurricane or a tornado or something approaches, but your, your, your home better be prepared. My lights just went out. I already had my, my, my candles because I know this area where I live at. I was prepared. Trials and tribulations could be by God or by your sin. I don't know. But you are going to have to ask God, Lord, why am I going through this? We have abundant mercy. And then in First Peter Chapter 1, verse 4, four says, To an inheritance uncorruptible and undefiled, and that faded not away, received in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God, watch this, through faith. Now, if you don't have faith, you ain't going to be able to have problems and handle it, because you're going to start worrying. See, when you don't have faith, worry comes in. If you don't have faith, these the thoughts come in your mind. If you don't have faith, analyzing talking to yourself, figuring out what you 
you gonna do? You don't use, most people don't even know how to use their faith. I've I've been here I've been seeing people been walking Lord twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifty years and don't see no spiritual growth in them at all. I'm not here to judge. What you gonna do when it gets hard and trials, you should trust him. So as I waited, the brother called me and he said, I can help fix this pipe. Now if I didn't wait had a man come over. He said, $3,223, Lord told me, tell him to get off the property and don't think. I said, it's okay, sir. Well, we got to cut the line. I no, it's okay. And I waited. I waited two months. The guy came yesterday. She said, I had to be patient. From $3,000 to $456 to $500, he has to cut my, uh, my uh, when I purchased this home, they had sprinklers. Under the ground, these sprinkles are busting. So, so it's not coming from my main, main line. It's connected to He said, all I do is cut that off. But I waited on the Lord. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to reveal in the last time. Who are kept through the power of God. This verse presents three truths concerning the security of a believer. A particular relevant message from Peter's audience since many of them was expecting intense persecution. Believers are kept, protected by the power of God against Satan, sinister forces of evil that seek to destroy their lives and salvation in Second Timothy chapter four verse eighteen and Jude one twenty four. Let's go to Second Timothy four eighteen. Alexander, the, the coppersmith, did much evil. The Lord rewarded him according to his works. See there? Alexander, the coppersmith, did much e- much did me much evil. Now watch this. This is a coppersmith did Timothy some wrong. Alexander, coppersmith, did me much evil. Watch this. The Lord rewarded him according to his works. So he didn't really get too much works. What do you put in you to protect you in times of trouble? Do you trust the Lord? The central condition requires for God's protection is faith. Now, if we don't use our faith in times of trouble, you're going to use your mind and your natural abilities, and that's going to cause you to lose your blessing. Don't do it. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 6, is when ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season. If needed, be ye are in heaviness through man's full temptations, that the trial of your faith this is what's going on on on, on uh, polishing. God has to put you in scenarios in order for you to get faith. And y'all don't even want that. You just want the God to feed you, put baby diapers on you, wipe you. And you just want to be like that all your Christian walk. Gaga, Google, giggy, giggy. 
That ain't going to get you no faith. You got to go through some trials. I have been going. Look here. Ever since I've been in this ministry, <laughs> I had to learn about faith. I'm not used to uh, a lot of things in my life now. Uh, I was an aircraft mechanic. I was making $28 an hour. Okay? I ain't had no problems, no money. Now, I'm not making that. <laughs> I'm living on faith. Because what I do and what I teach, I have to live off faith. There's two types of gospels out here. Some people think that that feel-good gospel is going to make you go through trial. They ain't going to do nothing for you. But I teach my heart out, and I sow, and I give my all, and God blesses me. I don't look for people to bless me, but the Lord. But I had to go through trials to get like I trust the Lord. It takes $1,300 for this radio. It went up $300. What's it take? 1300 every month to see bills and stuff that you don't even see. And it takes faith for me to believe. I don't get that much income. But what I get, God blesses. And as I pray, and as I come up against the enemies and the forces of darkness that's trying to block income, I come up against it. You have to come up against your forces that's causing you to not trust in God. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold, that perish though it be tried with fire, might be found into prayer. Might means based on you whether you want to go through the trial. And you know, and Pastor Wayne would always teach this to us about the trials of life. And I wondered, why is this? And it clicked one time I was going through a serious situation when I got laid off at Eastern Airlines. And the strike went on, and Ronald Reagan, the air traffic controllers in 83, I lost my, oh, I got laid off, and I had to go to Miami, Florida to keep a job. And I was remembering, Lord, this is a trial of my faith, and I trust the Lord. And that's throughout my walk and throughout my mistakes, you'll begin to learn how to trust him because you're going to need him. Because you can't do this without him. And for you Christians who don't know this, you've got so much power in you. It's sad that Christ dwells in a lot of you. And his power can't be seen due to your inability to allow suffering, to do your inability to not read the Bible or not study the Bible. you got to stay on this thing every day because the devil never sleeps. And God wants you to go through this. He wants you to go through these things. The theme of suffering is emphasized throughout the epistles of the Bible. We are called to rejoice in our trials. Because remaining faithful to Christ in the midst of them will purify our faith and results in praise, glory, and both honor, both to us and to the Lord Jesus Christ that is coming. The Lord considers our preservation through trials and our faith in Christ precious to him throughout eternity. He loves to see you trust him, and the devil loves to see you not trust him. So you have two opposing forces that's trying to attack you as you're going through a situation. Well, how do you counter these measures 
and staying fast in God? Well, you use scripture. Because the devil hates the Bible. When you're going through a situation where you don't know where and how you're going to make a bill, I go through this every month. A person was a tie. They may not tie. God sent somebody else to make up blood, and there go God. I have to trust the Lord, brothers and sisters. When you're going through something, don't put your trust in nothing but the Lord and the Lord only. And when you're going through something, make sure that when you speak something. You will believe that it'll work. And I guarantee you, you will get the victory. God cares for us. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible says, Cast in all your care upon him, for he careth for you. You have to cast that on him. Now, most people, they cast something on the Lord. And then they go get it back. Go right back to the office. And now, I, well, you know, okay, Lord, I trust you again. <laughs> and then they go backwards and forth. That's schizophrenia. That's wavering. God doesn't want you to do that when you trust in him. God cares for the afflictions of every one of his children, of true emphasis through his word. I want you to go to Psalms chapter 27, verse 10. Let's look at this. Psalms 27, verse 10. Psalms chapter 27, verse 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. When we are going through something, we can really call out to God through Scripture. To help us in trouble. For example, a prayer for help is in the Bible. Did you know that? In times of trouble, there's a prayer for help. Psalms chapter 28, verse 1 says, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock, be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplication when I cry unto thee. When I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle, draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speaks peace to their neighbors and mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their desert. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hand. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. Now, if you don't have the heart right with God, your heart can't trust him. Now, what's in your heart? Speak it, and you'll find out what you say is in your heart. Out the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. So when you're going through a trial, don't speak nothing negative. Lord, I'm tired of going through this. That, you ain't got time to be saying that. Now them demons hear you. <laughs> they hear you. They heard Jesus. In Mark chapter 5, they ran some. What have you want with me? 
Have you come to destroy us? I know you who you are, thou the Holy One. They're going to come to you. But you can't. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. And I am helped, therefore, my heart greatly rejoice, and with my song, I will praise him. Most people don't even get in praise. When I'm troubled, I listen to a lot of praise and worship and pray in the spirit. When I'm down, I pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't call nobody. I don't need to call nobody. And I build up myself in my most holy faith. To strengthen myself with this trial. No trial is evil is easy. But we will go through persecutions. We're going to have problems. But how do you handle your problem? Amen. The Lord is their strength. And he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people and bless thy inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. That's a prayer for help. God knows that we need this, but he wants us to trust him. He wants us to trust him. So when you when you say, casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you, you got to believe that. All of our fears and anxieties and concerns may deceitfully given to God. God knows that. God sees everything in our heart. God knows the thoughts in your mind, Ezekiel 11, 5. But the Lord wants you to trust him in these hard times. I don't know where I'm going to get income from. I, and, I, and I can hear the devil tell me, well, uh, tell people you need some money. I, the Lord didn't tell me to say that. God knows what I need. I trust God. I don't trust a person. Now, when you're going through these trials, don't forget that what you see can change. But the devil don't want you to do that. He wants you to keep meditating at that thing and keep and making that thing get worse and worse and worse when you go away from the word of God. He's counting on you to quit. He's counting on you to not pray. He's counting on you to get into the flesh. He's counting on you to worry. That ain't going to help you if you're going through a trial. Don't look at what you see and make it its destiny. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. In a trial, faith is the cornerstone of your salvation. Let me say this again. In any trial, I'm going through a trial. I don't have no water in my home. It busts. I don't get that much income. You know, I'm 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 putting out my business. I shouldn't get it, but my mortgage is a thousand one hundred and forty eight dollars a month. I don't get but one thousand seven hundred on my social security. I have to live on faith. I don't depend on no human being. I have to trust God. I am a five hundred one C three. It's registered from the federal government. I have to abide by the laws and taxes and all of that stuff. But I have to trust the Lord. I have to trust the Lord. I'm not in the church. I have to pay for everything. But I ain't paying for nothing, really. The Lord pays for it. Why? I have to trust him. You got to trust him. 
You may not be in full-time ministry, but you still got to trust them in your everyday life. And what I find people doing that gets them off is they look at their circumstances and they feed on it. And the devil will play this picture to you. That's not faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. And when you start looking at that thing, God have mercy Jesus, and it begins worse than really what it is, it pulls you into a position where you are in fear. And instead of fighting back, you become defensive in your trial. Don't look at yourself. I'm not, I'm not looking at that. The Lord told me to trust him. Now, three weeks ago, that man, another guy came, and I got an estimate. And the Lord said, don't don't bring him. Don't trust. Don't. Tell him no. What he get too tall. I said, no, sir. RJ called me. Hey, man, what's going on, sir? RJ, my pipe busted again. And uh, I had some HR-22. My air conditioner went out here, too, in my house. Gone. I don't have air conditioning. I got a little air conditioning in the unit. I'm trusting the Lord. Now, if I was in the world, and when I was an aircraft mechanic, I could have been got that. When I was selling drugs, that, could, that boom. This is a trial to me because my income is different now. My lifestyle is adjusted based on God's calling me into a ministry, and I am not pursuing uh, everlasting life on earth. I'm pursuing everlasting life after life. And I know that he said that God will meet my needs. Philippians 4.19, if he's going, if he say that, and my God should meet your needs according to his riches and glory, God means that. But the devil don't want you to believe that. And what does he want you to do is look at that thing. Oh, Lord, I'm going to get this done. Don't do that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. But we know that our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, but in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked in nothing that we do. Because we have a God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Trust in him. In situations where you may not see the outcome, trust him. Don't say nothing contrary to Scripture that's going to mess you up in believing what God is trying to do for you. Because the Bible says as soon as the word is sown, Mark 4.15, Satan comes immediately and choke the word that's in you. Don't let him do it. When the Lord says, come unto me, all ye that are labored and are heavy laden, and, conjunction, I will give you rest. 
Jesus' gracious invitations comes to all who labor and are heavy laden the troubles of life and the sins of their own human nature by coming to Jesus, becoming his servant, and obeying his directions. He will free you from insurmountable burdens and give you rest, peace, and his Holy Spirit to lead you through life. What trials and cares you carry will be bored with his help and his grace. Hebrews 4.16 in time of need. I don't deserve to be an old minister. The Lord has been so gracious to me. When I go through a trial, I count it all joy. Because I know it's going to be just for a season. See, when we're going through something, the devil don't tell you that. He'll paint that picture, and you it's like you're going to be going through this thing forever. Oh, when is it going to get old with? You ain't got time for that. It's not going to last that long. The Lord says it's not going to last that long. He says it's just for a season. And we can put that in your spirit and be patient and wait and wait and wait and wait on the Lord and see what he carry you through. That the trials of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perish, though it be tried with fire. God is trying to work something in you. That's what he's trying to do. The Christian cares. God cares for the Christian life. God cares for all of us. And he loves us. And we are going to suffer. A lot of people don't like to hear that, but it's in the Bible. The Christian and suffering. I don't want to suffer. Well, you got to ask the Lord now. I didn't write it. <laughs> but First Peter 4, uh, 12 says, Beloved, think it's not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange things happening to you. Ain't nothing strange happening to you. God's trying to put you through this for a reason. All things work together for good of those who love the Lord and of those who are according to his purpose and his will. All things. The devil doesn't tell you that when you're going through the trial. The devil doesn't tell you that, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happening unto you. First Peter four twelve. You don't hear him say none of that. But rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceedingly joy. If ye be approached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. None of us, the New Testament emphasized that trials are the invertible experiences of faithfulness, believers, in an ungodly world controlled by Satan and opposing forces. Those who are committed to Yeshua the Messiah with a devotion and large and faith who lives by the Holy Spirit and who loves the truth of the gospel will experience troubles and sorrows. In fact, suffering for righteousness' sake is evidence of the genuine of your devotion to Christ. Matthew five ten through twelve, Acts fourteen twenty two, 
Romans 8, 17 through 18, and 2 Timothy 2, 12. Through painful trials, God allows you to share in his sufferings and forms within you the quality of character he desires. Romans 5, 3 through 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 7, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. Yet when you suffer and remain faithful to Christ, you will be considered blessed. For the spirit of glory and God rested upon you. That's very powerful. We have been trained that when we go through something, think it out, figure it out, borrow it out. When I was not saying, man, I'll go to the pawn shop, borrow money. I mean, I've gotten so much trouble trying to do it in the flesh. I met a sister in Christ. She had backslid it. I'm going to give a name I saw a long time ago. And I said, don't, you don't have to be doing this. Well, Pastor, I ain't got no other choice. No, you ain't got to be. Mm-mm. No, you ain't got. I ain't saying that what I told. That's a personal thing, but I told her you don't need to be doing this. Don't let the devil have you doing something that you don't have to when you have a God that's going to meet your needs. And when you are going through a trial, remember that the devil is trying to get you away from the Word of God. Remember that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, he's not going to remind you of that. Because what the devil wants you to do is take a thought, think on it, and make it an evil thought. Ezekiel 38, 10. And thou shalt think an evil thought. And then he can get you to think that thought. Now he can pull you away and choke the word out of you that was sown through your reading. And then he gets you by yourself and he starts talking to you. You have to cast down these imaginations and every thought that exalts itself up against the knowledge of God and say, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Don't you come to me with that mess. He came to me many times to say, you need to uh, raise money for to get your water fixed. I said, when will you care about my water? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I don't listen to him. It's not easy being a Christian, brothers and sisters. We're living in some serious time. Now, let me say this. I got to say this while I'm on air. I'm seeing a lot of people are going against Israel. Israel has nothing but enemies around this country. Israel is a very significant spot for Christians and for the second coming of Christ. And the whole world's like it's going against Israel. This is an anti-Messiah spirit. God bless the Gazian people, they people, they Ishmael's descendants. But when you have a radical terrorist that's underground at the, in the hospitals, under the hospitals, Israel got to do what they got to do. I'm sorry, but if you build in tunnels under the hospital, then you got to go do what you got to do to get them out. Because I'm, I'm pro-Israel. I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and tell any of you that I'm not pro-Israel. No, I am pro-Israel. If Israel doing something wrong, I'm not going to judge them. I am not judging, and don't you either. Just pray. Pray for your country. Use prayer as a weapon instead of worrying. Because when you worry, that ain't going to work out your problem. You can't add nothing to that when you're worrying, and the devil knows that too. See, what do you do in times of troubles, discernment? And when you start worrying, oh, my God, 
what does it do? It opens up a worm of demons. <laughs> the Lord doesn't want us to have no anxiety in God's kingdom. Okay? Let me say this. No anxiety with God's kingdom. No man can serve two masters, for he will hate the one and love the other. Matthew 6.24. And then in Matthew 6.25, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? Tell this to the devil when he's uh, trying to attack you to get you to worry. The Lord tells us we ain't supposed to worry about that. And we're not. But what do we do? We don't cast out care on the Lord. We, we hear it, but you have to put it in operation. Then he says, Behold, the flowers of the air, but they sow not, neither do they weep. Neither gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeded them. Are you not much more better than they? The Lord know you more better than, than, than a bird because you're high intelligence. He still loves the birds. If he can feed the birds, Lord have mercy. Come on, brothers. <laughs> I got people calling me, man, where's your faith? I'm believing the Lord for a search engine. I've been waiting on my disability for 21 years. I finally got a breakthrough from an attorney. My day is coming. I'm binding these spirits in the name of Jesus to loose my back pay. And when my back pay get loose, I'm going to put every dime I got into this radio ministry. Oh, this, I would, if I would at 30,000, 30, I'll spend at the minute on this radio station. I desire live deliverance to be throughout the whole world. And I'm going to do that. That's my desire. That takes money, but it takes God to provide the money. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, something. See, the devil is a lie. Satan is doing everything he can to not trust God. In Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. Now, his covenant, wealth, his covenant, so wealth is for the covenant of God. Then you, he said he'll meet your needs. And he will. But if you start worrying, that chokes out your faith. And the devil knows that. So he's going to put scenarios in your mind. This is why you've got to cast down these old foolish imaginations when they come up against trusting in the Lord. And even Jesus says in Matthew six twenty seven, which of you by taking thought can add one cubic into your statues. You can't add nothing by thinking and figuring stuff out. It ain't going to work. When you start doing this, it shows that you don't have no faith. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic into his statues? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They tore not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Here's the problem that the devil wants you to do. Watch this now. Matthew 6.30. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Watch this. O ye of what? 
little faith. You don't have faith. You have to have faith to believe in the Lord. Now, if you don't have faith, you better get it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whatsoever is not a faith, according to Romans fourteen twenty three, is sin. Remember that. Let's look at also Proverbs 43, verse 5. What are you going to do in t- times of trouble? You going to trust the Lord? Hmm? Or are you going to trust in your own abilities? Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. But believe me, he'll do everything he can to mess you up. What he wants to do while you're going through something is to put you under bondage. And you don't need to do that. But if he can get you to do that, get you to sin. Uh, let me show you what I'm saying. In the book of Galatians, the devil is very subtle when we're trying to suffer. In Galatians 5.1, the Bible tells us to stand fast. The devil don't want you to stand fast. Now, I got a, a neighbor want to come in. Hang on. I got to open the door, brothers and sisters. Y'all got to wait because I got to open the door for my neighbor. They want to come into the Bible study. Hang on. For your patience. Thank you so much. So what does he is trying to do to you? The devil is trying to get you to not trust God when you're going through something. He don't want you to trust him. He wants you to worry. Then he wants you to start figuring it out from here. Oh, God, we can't do that. If he does that, you ain't going to have no no liberty no more. And this is what he's trying to do is to steal your trust that you are trying to build faith, come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, stand fast in liberty when Christ had made us free. So you're free from that. But watch this. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That bondage that we had in the world, we don't need that when we were with the Lord. All have sinned. And all have came short of the glory of God, Romans 3.10. And none of us perfect. Sin lies at the door, Genesis 4, 6, and 7, with all of us. We have a God that has given us mercy and grace and power. God does not want to see us not trusting him. So in times of trouble, use these verses, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Notice the heart. Now, if the heart's not right, <laughs> you're not going to be able to trust the Lord. It comes from the heart. And lean not unto thy own understanding. Here's what gets us in trouble. Leaning unto thy own understanding. This is the problem that we have. Our own understanding is limited, useless. And it is subject to error. We must therefore be enlightened by God's word and his spirit to lean on our own understanding rather than to trust God according to his word 
and spirit magnifies the human mind while it diminishes the human spirit. Dependency on human reasoning rather than trusting God leads to pride, spiritual uh, laziness, uh, rather than being wise in our own eyes, we should demonstrate our trust in God by asking him continuously for wisdom and knowledge of his will and stand and wait for the blessing. We cannot use our own human mind when we're going through a trial or a tribulation. When I got something troubling me, I I do it a lot because I have so many things that I'm coming up against uh, in my personal life. Uh, and what I do, uh, because I don't have uh, all of my brothers and sisters in the Lord, most all of my friends are in Jamaica, and I don't have a whole lot of people here. So I can't just go talk to somebody. I, I, I got to go to the Lord. And... What I have found that's very effective, and I'll share it with you, is that when you are building up yourself on your most holy faith, you're knocking a hole in the wall of the devil. Because when you're going through a trial and you're trying to trust God for something, you have to go and move away from your soul, your emotions, the psychicus, the soul. We have a body, mind, soul, spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. What the devil wants you to do is to get away from the spirit and get in the flesh. And when you're in the flesh, what you do? You always run away from God. And that's not good. That's not good. That's not good to run from God. That's not good. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto them and said unto him, Where art thou? See, when we, that, that's in Genesis chapter 3. He said, Where art thou? Don't run. And he said, I heard that voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. See, that's the flesh. Our fathers, our forefathers did that. They hid themselves from God. Don't hide yourself from the Lord when you're going through something. Trust him. Stand. Don't be trying to figure nothing out. Stand. But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying, in the Holy Ghost. Do that. Get tongues. Pray. Don't step back there pondering. And while you're going through your trial, last but not least, you have to wait on the Lord. And if you don't have patience, you are really going to get messed up in your endurance of trusting in the Lord. God doesn't want you to do that. We're going to close with trusting in God and keeping your eyes on him and allowing him to protect you, to meet your needs, and for you 
to resist the devil and he shall flee. Get him to go away from me and trust in his word and stand on his word and you'll make it. We close with Psalm 37 verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. When we don't trust in him, he can't bring it to pass. The devil knows that, and he's counting on you not to trust him. He's counting on you to go back thinking and figuring stuff out and worrying and self-worrying and, and, and not be able to sleep. He's counting on you to go to the liquor store, get you a gin and take a shot to rest your nerves. He's counting on you to just go eat, eat your way through it. He's counting on you to go through some type of formality or some sin that you think that's going to relieve your problem is going to make it worse. We all go through that. Commit your way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Psalm 37, verse 6, And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as a new day. Now, when we're going through something, you cannot rush the Lord. The Lord told me to wait to get my water fixed. I still don't have my water fixed. But the man did come by seven days ago. He said, I'm coming. But I got, I'm waiting. I got Water, my my light, my water bill went up to one hundred and one dollars. I paid it. I I got two tubs for the water. That'll last me a month. I'm good, and I can go to Planet Fitness because my insurance pack go exercise. I take a shower. I come back teach. He told me to wait for my air condition. The Lord told me to wait. I don't have no air condition. It was so hot here this summer. I was trusting. He said. My credit went from zero to 780, just like this. He was showing me, pay this, pay that, get your credit straight. I obeyed him. I'm saving up my money little bit by little, little bit to get the air conditioning fixed. I trust him, but I have to put my money in the radio station first. I trust him. And when you trust him, he shall bring these things to pass. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. You have to allow God to work this thing out. You have to trust him. And trusting him is not to figure it out, not to put no time limit on him. He's God. He's not going to think time like you're going to think time because in Isaiah 55, 8, his ways is not our ways, neither are his thought ours. So press and rest into the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who bring bringeth evil devices to come. Cease from anger. Don't be mad at the Lord. Sometimes people get mad at God when they're going through something. Don't do that to the Lord. The Lord, the Lord loves you. Job didn't do that. Look what God did to Job. I always give Job a good answer. You think you're going through something? Read the book of Job. Job lost everything. He did not curse God. What do we do? We don't have it our way. We ready to get angry at God and ready to go back in the world. No, you can't do that. He'll spit you out, Revelation 3.15. You can't be lukewarm. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Because the devil going to try to say, well, go on, go over there and pawn that gun you got. Borrow some money from Uncle Lutil, even though you don't like him. Go over there and borrow $100 from him and don't pay him back. And it just creates more problems when we don't trust God. Cease from anger. For evildoers shall be cut off. And those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yet 
thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall be not. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotted against the just, and garnished upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him. He see that his day is coming. You see? Always trust the Lord. Never allow the devil take control of your situation. In Psalm chapter 37, verse 34 said, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Wait, for the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. Psalms 37, 28, for the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell there forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue taketh the judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide, not one of our steps will slide if we trust the Lord. Oh, she can never trust him. Trust him. There are some people right now that's under so much stress. You don't trust the Lord. You're, you're worrying. Trust the Lord. If I can trust the Lord, and I don't even have, my water works, but my pipes bust, I'm trusting the Lord. I'm not at what Lord heard. What are you going to do? He told me to trust him. God knocked on my door a couple of days ago. I got to wait. I'm going to trust them. You got to do that. And, 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 and sometimes when we don't trust God, we wind up doing some stuff that we don't even need to be doing. We, we, don't do that. Don't put yourself in something, in a situation that you're not trusting the Lord and the devil can take a legal advantage and give him legal rights in your life. Meditate day and night on that word. Don't look at what you see. But the things you see can change. Keep your eyes Focus on the Lord and trust him. God bless you. Please sow a seed here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. We need your contributions. We have very few people to sow a seed. Sow a seed, man. Somebody out there, sow a seed. Bless us. Amen. I know God will move on your heart, so I'm not worried about that. Sow a seed. Trust God. This ministry, I, I try to teach as simple as possible. I'm not here to impress people. I'm a very simple teacher. I teach simplicity. I teach about the devil a lot. Because you need to know this is your enemy. Paul says we ain't wrestling against Donald Trump. You're wrestling against demons in Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump is a threat to the United States government. And I'm going to tell everybody that. You Christians, if you mess around, if you want to, and if you Christians don't uh, vote and you're going to have this dictator in office, you ain't going to have no countries because they're going to have they're probably impeach him. He won't even make four years. But I'm calling forth for a fast for the Israeli people. I'm calling forth for a fast. For Ukraine, I'm calling for a fast for this political turmoil in America. I'm calling for for a fast for this racial problems in America. I'm calling for for a fast that we humble ourselves. Starting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can have a 12-hour day fast. You can have a Daniel fast, a water fast. You got to go and ask the Lord how to fast on that. I'm gonna do a teaching on fasting tomorrow. And if you're having problems fasting, a lot of us do sometimes. I get caught up in it. It's a spirit. And I had to get it all, get it out of me. And when I got that thing out of me, I'm able to roll with a fast. So if you're having problems fasting, 
continue to try build your body to adjust to it. Jesus says when you fast. And he says these come out not by prayer, but by fasting and prayer. And fasting really helps. We call them for, for a fast for Jerusalem. We call them for, for a fast that this war get ended. We call them for, for a fast that the Ukrainian war get over. We call them for, for a fast that stability in the United States uh, and that people will come back to God. There are a lot of people leaving uh, these regular church buildings, which ain't nothing in them, but they're leaving. And uh, people are trusting in themselves more than the Lord. Don't do that. Trust the Lord, please. The righteous will never beg bread. Remember that. The righteous shall never beg bread. Never. Never. Fret thyself because of evildoers, neither be thy enemies against the workers of iniquity, for they will soon be cut down like the grass and weather as the green herd. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. It works. Trust him. God bless. Please go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left hand, you can sow a seed on our PayPal site. We also have a GoFundMe. We really need help with the search engines. We're trying to get more people to listen to this radio station. And we have been doing this for 14 years by mouth. But when I get my disability and my back pay, I will buy a search engine. I will have a FM radio station in Kingston, Jamaica, and in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm working also on creating an Internet television station where we can have uh, different people all over the world in this ministry of deliverance that can tell you what's going on in the deliverance ministry. I'm a deliverance minister. I definitely am not a Sunday worshiper, period, at all. I worship on the Sabbath, Shabbat. I'm a Sabbath keeper. I believe in speaking in tongues, laying hands on the sick, all of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Old Testament except for cutting animal sacrifice. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, and I'm a Sabbath keeper. Jesus is Lord of Sabbath. We need to trust the Lord. These times are very hard. We have to keep our eyes locked on that word, meditate on that word. I can't live without the word of God. I just can't do it. I, I, and when I'm committed sin, I feel so bad. So so so, so bad feeling, man. And when you like that, that's good. God loves all of you. God really wants to minister and to talk to you. He doesn't want me to be the primary focal point where you have to hear him through me. God wants to speak to you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to fellowship with you. And the only way you can do that is to stay in the word of God, meditate, and come close to him, and he will come close to you. Shalom. God bless. God bless Israel. God bless my beloved Kingston's Jamaica. God bless Kingston's Jamaica, Stony Hill, Waterhouse, Era Circle, Fort Mar, Diamond, Mandeville, Mobay, Ochi. Waterhouse, Red Hills Road, God bless Kingston's Jamaica, Shalom. Stand by, everybody. We're going to be going back to our radio station host pretty soon and opening up for Chaplain John Durden for commentaries. Please stand by, please. Okay, we're going back on regular broadcast.
and finna go back in the room with Chaplain John Durden. Chaplain John Durden, you have the mic. Well, I'm not here to summarize. I just want to say that I enjoyed it. It was very relevant, especially on how to deal with issues and situations and problems one may have. It was very rewarding. God bless. Reverend Shouten says he's going to call you in five minutes. T.C. Shouten wants to talk to you. God bless everybody and have a wonderful evening. <laughs>